Technorama episode 691. To the guy who invented zero, thanks for nothing. The name of this show is Null. <laughs> no. Welcome to Technorama. This is the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. Thank you very much. You don't know what you've been missing for the last 17 and a half years. Uh-huh. Yes, it's been that long. See the shirt? It says Technorama, established 2005. But That's we're right. glad look you're here that. anyway. And for those of you that have been with us since 2005, hot diggity dog. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome hey, back. You know, I texted you. I don't know if you saw the, like, a. Uh, web preview of the link that i sent you but uh the link i sent you i happened to find on i was playing around with podcast addict as a podcast client yes and you can search for people i said well i'll search for me and of course right at the bottom was podcast 411 interview with chuck and craig did you listen (laughs) to it oh i listened to it on the way home yeah today how, how terrible were we back then uh even Rob and and ourselves sound a little dry, you know, <laughs> now it's kind of, everybody's kind of a little loosey goosey. Everybody, we've had a lot of experience with it, but what was funny is that wasn't from like 2006. Yeah. And he, and he kept saying things like, well, for you, for you two guys who've been post- podcasting for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. But we talked about, um, there was a lot of things in there. I was like, oh yeah, I almost forgot about that little, little nip. Not nitpicks. That's not what I was going to say. Uh, little little Nuggets. pieces of information. I was like, wow, you know, I almost forgot about doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, because technically I think a lot. Well, I say I got my start in 2004, but I was actually helping out other podcasters. I, I didn't really have my own show, but um, I was into it. And I mentioned that, too. And it was kind of cool to hear some of that and some of the stuff that you were doing, like the Gmail podcast and. Radio a collection yesterday. of hints, tips, and tricks to be more effective in Gmail. Yeah, I still remember the tagline. <laughs> we didn't introduce ourselves. My name's Chuck Tomasi from sunny Phoenix, Arizona, and that's Craig Stepp. That's right. I'm Craig Stepp. How you doing? All right. Now that you know who we are, for those people that are just joining us, going, what are we watching? What are we listening to? <laughs> right. Well, this is the Technorama podcast, where we cover all kinds of nerdy news and not the stuff you generally hear on other podcasts. We're not going to be talking about Apple Google, Microsoft, that kind of thing. Although they mm-hmm. may have an interesting side story once in a while that ends up on yeah. the cutting room floor. And sometimes we even beat the main street media to <laughs> who knows what they find. Hitch. I know. Well, we've had almost 18 years to talk about stuff. And one thing we do every show Postulate. is our feedback section comments about previous shows. We have a question of the week that we will post to you on social media and at the end of the show. So let us play that wonderful music. Well, soon. Show brought to you. Today's show brought to you by the letter P. I love those letters. No, P. The There's a P on the bottom of my glass. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be drinking that. <laughs> it's clear. It's okay. It's clear. Okay. Hey, John Miller Jr. is joining us in the, in the chat room. Excellent. Chat yes, room. this thing is on. Gone are the days when we go, hey, we're not broadcasting any audio. (laughs) Hopefully. If Craig and I can hear each other, then you can hear us. 
Quick huh? reminder that uh, November, as of when did we decide this was going to be a thing? 2018, 2019? It doesn't matter. It happens every year. It ha- happens November. every year. It's International yeah. Voicemail Month for Technorama. So put that banner up on the bottom of the screen, if you would, kind sir. 707 530 is how you can reach us. It's Technorama International. So put a plus one in front of that if you're calling internationally. Or if yeah. you want, you can even text to that number. Or if you want, you can send a voice clip to Technorama at ChuckChat.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. And we will have plenty of that information in the show notes. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's funny when I was, I mentioned earlier about Podcast 411. I I even listened to the whole show, even the comments that people called in with. Yeah. And he was mentioning about the different ways you can send in feedback and people were <laughs> emailing audio clips, but he, he, he mentioned K7. Uh, he, uh, I don't think he mentioned K7 specifically. He may have had a number, but he had a couple of ways. And I just thought it was funny. It's like, now it's like, Oh, just call us or text us. It doesn't matter. Oh, and it's going to get even easier in the future too. Cause the whole podcast 2.0 thing, you'll be able to be playing your podcast and go, there's a button here that says leave them voicemail. Yeah. And that's what I've been playing with, with a, with a new pod, with a podcast addict. Actually, I like it a lot. So we're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. All right. Our question of the week last week was what is a movie that bombed at the box office, but was actually quite good. And we have a voicemail from crazy Joe. Oh. Hey, it's crazy Joe. Uh, I got a couple movies for it that bombed at the box office that are actually uh, either very good or, or in one case, just okay. Uh, first of all, let me back Craig up on Speed Racer. Speed Racer is a fantastic movie, visually stunning. Uh, it, it really it looks great. It captures the feel of the old cartoon perfectly. It's one of the few really good movies that the Wachowskis ever did. The Wachowskis obviously made their name on the original Matrix, which is a classic, but let's not forget those Matrix sequels are terrible. Um, all of them, Whoa. and uh, <laughs> Jupiter Rising, and uh, um, I, I, they, they've they've just been uh, a complete garbage factory for years <laughs> after Matrix. But the one exception is Speed Racers. Speed Racer is probably the one really good movie they made post Matrix. Uh, so I back Craig up on that. The one that comes to mind for me is Tron. Uh, back in the 80s, Tron was considered to be a real box office disappointment. And Ooh, I didn't uh, think about obviously that. to this day, it holds a cult following. They eventually made a sequel, an animated series. Uh, so Tron is now uh, a well-regarded film. But back in 1982, it was considered uh, something of a, of a disappointment. And let me give you one modern day, Morbius. Uh, Morbius this past year has been very unfairly maligned. Uh, it did not do well at the box office and people have acted like it's the worst thing ever. And I think that's really a sign of how spoiled we've gotten with good superhero movies. Uh, I think we've gotten so many good super, superhero movies over the last several years that something as uh, frankly average as Morbius is being touted as being like the worst thing ever when really, in fact, uh, it's not it's not great by any means, but it's also not that bad. Uh, its greatest sin is that it's 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 fairly average, and I think that just is a testament to how good most of the superhero movies today are. That we're looking at this movie that is 
um, fairly mid-level and saying, oh, this is, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. So those are, <laughs> those are just a few. I can name more. The Losers with Chris Evans. Uh, that was a really good movie that nobody oh. went to see at the box office. Uh, there you go. The A-Team movie with Liam Neeson. Okay, I could go on. But uh, there you go. There's a few for you. You can start a podcast about. <laughs> you can start a podcast about watching movies. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. For those of you, actually, I, I agree with him. Um, uh, about Morbius, I, it wasn't like a great movie by any stretch, but it wasn't terrible. And um, you know, and I, I was like, I don't quite get all the super hate for it I, when I when I finally saw it. I finally saw it like streaming mm-hmm. i was like oh that wasn't quite as bad as i thought you know as i thought it was going to be where was this streaming um was it hbo max uh mobius i'll tell you real quick okay you do that while we go into the rest of our answers all right our <laughs> question of the week did get out on facebook and if you're following the technorama podcast you'll see it there or if you're following craig or me you will also get it because we share that thing Stephen Weshey says, both Idiocracy and Office Space come to mind. I've watched them yes. at home countless times, and they have a huge following. I'm not sure why they didn't get do better at the box office, though. <laughs> oh, I do know why Idiocracy didn't, um, because they, he actually, I love that movie. And the yeah, reason As you is said because, dozens of times. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, I've seen it a dozen times. Actually, the reason why it didn't do so well is because Fox didn't play it in a lot of theaters because of the backlash from a lot of the corporate um, entities that they lamb blasted in the movie, Starbucks, Kentucky fried chicken, blah, 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 mm. blah. they, 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 a lot of them had an adult theme to them in the future. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they lessened how many theaters I think they put in, put it in enough theaters to be contractually uh, clear <laughs> with the filmmakers. So that's why it didn't, um, it didn't do so well. Office space, obviously is a, a classic. I, I think you would agree with that. Yeah, I've got it on DVD. In fact, Julie and Will were here this past week and we introduced them to it. They'd, they'd, they'd heard some of the phrases, but they'd never seen the movie. So we sat down and watched that. And yeah. Julie started watching the first part oh. where, you know, Peter's having his soul sucking job and he's like, it's too real, dad. It's too real. <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. And I realized yeah. something. That movie's going to quickly be dated because not everybody has to report to a cubicle farm every day. And have their yeah. soul ripped out of their chest. It's like, hmm, that's Maybe. going to be interesting to watch that age in the future. Right. Yeah. The good thing about it was the way it um, spoofed, yeah, uh, office areas, office, well, office spaces, you know, so. PC load letter. And then I, <laughs> I played them the uh, Technorama clip that we had done as a parody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, classic. That was with Adam Curry. Uh, yeah. Godfather Adam Curry, Lance Heath was in there. Um, mm-hmm. Donna was part of that twice. She was, she was That's like, right. corporate accounts, me to speaking just a moment. <laughs> and then she also came back and said, sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Julie laughed. Yeah, we really had out. a good time with that. Yeah. Actually, it was funny. It, for those of you who don't know, Adam Curry, you know, he, like I said, he was, he had a hand in creating podcasts. Co-invented kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And what was funny was we asked him to do that part of the manager. Oh, and he and, got so into it. He did a really well, good job. Well, remember, he said he hadn't even seen the movie. He watched it because we asked him to, to do this part. And he did. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't remember watching he it. He said because he of hadn't it. seen the movie before. 
he knew what we were talking about. So we watched, he watched the movie so he could, uh, he could do it. I'm going to need you to come in and do a podcast on Saturday. Mm, yeah. That'd be great. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of this. We got a lot of stuff in this show because there's, right. uh, we might even have to cut our, uh, hand me the remote section short. That's all right. Well, I'll, I'll be quick through okay. some of mine. Uh, Craig Glazer says, that's easy. One of the greatest movies ever made, Blade Runner. Mmm, good answer. Yeah. Thomas Reed said, Waltz Across Texas. And Which I'm not familiar with that. I, oh, it's Ernest Tubb. Okay. There's a song called Waltz Across Texas. Is it a movie? Uh-huh. No, that's not. That's a, that's a movie. Let's see. Waltz Across Texas. Tom it's, Collender uh, says, John Carter. And uh, J.R. Murdoch replies, Battleship wasn't awful either. Oh. Uh, by the way, it's a movie. Uh, it's a cosmetolo- cosmetolo- cosmopolitan East Coast <laughs> geologist and archer drills for oil and finds love in Texas. Wildcatter. Hmm. Love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, John Carter, I enjoyed that. I was surprised that didn't do well. Have you seen it? I have not. That was John Car- John Carter on Mars. Yes, that's well. That's what it is. That's okay. what it was based on. Um, I actually read the book in preparation because the movie was coming out. And I enjoyed the book, and the movie didn't do so well. But uh, I didn't. I don't understand why. This is why we're not movie critics, people. <laughs> no. I, well, you go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. I don't know if you have Disney Plus. It's actually really good. Okay. Jack Mangan <laughs> says, "Big Trouble in Little China." Mm-hmm. And we get to Steve London, who writes us a long reply almost yes, every they. time, which we really appreciate. He says, to select a few, the postman, Hudson Hawk, Bruce Willis. Do I need to say more? <laughs> Treasure Planet. It's a fantastic movie. I don't get why it didn't work. Uh, 47 Ronin. I thought 47 Ronin was all right. Uh, of course, we're just asking, you know, not what you think is all right. It's what didn't do well at the box office that actually right. landed pretty well later. Apparently I have a knack of picking out movies that bombed as when I Google the list of them, I see a bunch of movies that list I actually like. And then again, movies that sucked as well. Robin hood 2018 is one of them that ha- that is one of two movies that I have left the theater for. Ouch. I was furious. I actually got my money back for that ticket. And I usually commit, even if the movie is bad, but this one was extreme. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Well, you had some comments and so did I. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and read some of yours. So Wade Thompson says he enjoyed John Carter. Also, mm-hmm. same here. Disney screwed up the hype. That's what happened was they didn't do the um, uh, the promotion for it uh, properly. Uh, sure, it was over the top, but the book had so much the movie had to uh, too much to cover, which yes, gotcha. That is true, that but happens. I think they did a good job of what they did. <coughs> in a world, um, in another world that isn't this world, it's another world that's in outer space next to our world. Yeah, uh, Brian Parker said uh, Terry Gilliam's "The Adventures of Baron Machusen." Munchausen, Munchausen. Yes, excuse me. And uh, Chad Henderson said Shawshank Redemption. I, I guess, I guess that didn't do very well in the theater. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's sure a, to get a following. That's a classic. Sean yeah. Brockman said Stargate. I concur with that. It was actually pretty bad in the theaters, but you know, we wouldn't have the whole Stargate universe without that. Yeah. Eric Miller said Event Horizon. And Richard Green also said Speed Racer. 
Yes, good man. To which Craig gave a thumbs up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no surprise there. I didn't even have to look who the, who the thumbs up was. It's either it's either me. Uh, uh, let's see who else. Um, <coughs> sorry, my mind went blank. Um, oh, that's all right. Uh, Susan said, I thought I heard It's a Wonderful <coughs> Life. Excuse me. You want to get, get a mute button for that, buddy? <laughs> you all right? Yes, I am. Still recovering from that cold. All right. Find, find your mute Christiana button. Christiana <laughs> Ellis is who I was talking about. Uh, okay. Uh, her and myself and Richard Green. There's a couple other people. I guess I'm getting a posse together for the Speed Racer. <laughs> You're going to get so, a Speed Racer too? So anytime, well, anytime there's any... Hey, I hated Speed Racer. We'll jump on them, you know, or there's a question about it. As I was saying before you so rudely coughed in my ear. I'm sorry. Susan I was trying to hit the mute, but said, I couldn't get it. I thought I heard It's a Wonderful Life bombed originally. Did it? Um, That's interesting. I, I hadn't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say bomb. I wonder if it did because um, okay. it won- It's a Wonderful Life bombed on release 75 years ago today. All right, years, years ago. <laughs> Before coming classic. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Interesting. All right. Huh. We're going to wrap up that and get into the history and birthday. We got a lot of them there, too. Another letter from our listeners day. And in case you missed it, you can always get in touch with us at 1-707-530-2428. Technorama's International Voicemail Month in yep. November. Or Participate. Technorama at chuckchat.com. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your feedback or watch for question of the week next week and be part of that. All right. History time. <laughs> On this day in history for November, November 2nd, 2022. <laughs> this is the 306th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 59 days remaining in 2002. It was on this date in 1868 that New Zealand officially adopted a standard time to be observed nationally. It was on November 2nd, 1920 in the United States. KDKA of Pittsburgh started broadcasting its first commercial radio station. The first broadcast as a result of the 1920 United States presidential election. Here comes another vote. It's in the box. Yes, we have another ballot. (laughs) We've confirmed yet another vote. (laughs) 86 years ago today, the British Broadcasting Corporation initialed the BBC television, initiated, excuse me, the BBC television service, the world's first regular, get this, high-definition service. Back then, high-definition was defined by at least 200 lines. And then somebody, the next day, 201 lines, somebody... It was renamed BBC One in 1964, and the channel still runs to this day. I'm Hopefully sure they they've upgraded from 200 lines. <laughs> 300. It was also in this date in 1947 that in California, designer Howard Hughes performed the maiden and only flight of the Hughes H-4 Hercules, also known as the Spruce Goose, the largest fixed-wing aircraft ever built. Yeah. That same date in 1959, the first section of the M1 motorway, the first inter-urban motorway in the United Kingdom, was opened between the present junctions of 5 and 18 along the M10 motorway and M45 motorway. Is that your British accent? Yes. Or yes, it proper, is. Proper Venice British accent. Um, where was I at? Oh, yeah, I was looking at you. November 2nd. Uh, also on November 2nd, 1960, Penguin Books was found not guilty of obscenity 
Wow. In the trial of R versus uh, R versus uh, versus uh, Penguin Books Limited and the Lady Chatterley's Love Lover case. Oh, scandalous Lady Chatterley's Whoa. Lover. Oh my God! It's pornography. <laughs> yeah. On November second, nineteen eighty-eight, the Morris Worm, not related to T. Morris. Uh, the, it was the first. <laughs> I, almost, I did read T. Morris because she had T. The first internet distributed computer worm to gain significant mainstream media attention. It was launched from MIT. Yeah. Zero Cool was unav- unavailable for comment. Your turn. Cool. The hackers. Anyway, Expendi- uh, <laughs> Expedition One arrived at the International Space Station for the first long duration stay on board. From this day to present, a continuous human presence is on on the space station remains uninterrupted. On this date in 2000. Here we go for 22 years. Woohoo! Yay. Happy birthday goes out of the state to American hunter and explorer Daniel Boone, Mr. Raccoon Skin Hat, if he really actually wore one. He was born on this date in 1734. Austrian French queen consort, uh, consort of the Louis, what was that? Uh, 16. 16 uh, <laughs> France. I could do it. Uh, Marie Antoinette was born 267 years ago today. Born for her, we wouldn't have cake. Something like that. Hi. No. Born November 2nd, 1815, English mathematician and philosopher George Boole. Is that true or false? <laughs> Boolean. <laughs> yes. No, that's that's where we get Boolean okay. algebra from. It's George okay. Boole. <laughs> There's a joke in there for the nerds. Craig missed it. That's okay. Yeah. American inventor John J. Loud. Loud! How loud is it? It's this loud! Was born on this date in 1844. Of course, all that should get compressed when I do the audio stuff later. Harlow Shapley, the American astronomer and academic, was born 137 years ago today. And born November 2nd, 1894, German-American aerodynamists. I think that's the first on our show. Uh, Dynamicist. uh, And engineer Alexander Lipschitz. Lippish. Yeah. Don't care for Lipschitz. <laughs> that was the doctor on Rugrats. <laughs> Raphael M. Robinson, the American mathematician, philosopher, and theorist, was born 111 years ago today. Ray Walston, gardener at Starfleet, uh, an American actor, was born on this date, same date in 1914. Good for you. American engineer and businessman founded Bose Corporation. Amar Bose was born on this date in 1929. And wasn't Ray Walston actually also Popeye's uh, dad? I think he was so. on the Partridge family or something, too. But he keep going, keep going. He's got a great personality. Canadian physicist and academic Nobel Prize laureate Richard E. Taylor was born 93 years ago today. Listener birthdays this week include November 2nd, Mark McCoy. November 3rd, two birthdays, Ken Pace and Ranger Craig Glasner, whom we mentioned earlier. Avner. From OMG, it's 2014. I'm 40 already. <laughs> I love these extra comments that really put a timestamp on it. It's born on November 4th. On the 5th is Michael Corlett from New Zealand. The 8th, we have three birthdays. John Clifford, Mark the Encaffeinated One, host of The Weird Show, among other things. And On the Drift was born November 8th. Is this the end? Yes, it is. It was uh, That's the way it was on this day in history for November 2nd. 2022. If you want to get your name on the birthday calendar, go to our website, put the link up there, Craig, chuckchat.com slash birthday, and we'll call you out. If it's not your birthday, happy birthday anyway. 
what I meant to say was if it's not your if it's your birthday this week and you're not on the calendar, I just said if it's not your birthday, happy birthday anyway. Yeah, <laughs> kind of throws everybody in the same yeah. bucket. Well, you're gonna have one at some point. We hey, by the are. way, Ab- Abner is now 48. Yes, I can do the math, Craig. Thank you. Yeah. It's so, gonna be you, wake man. up. It's 2024. 20, hey, he needs to update it where it'll be. Oh my God, it's 2023. This isn't an updatable thing like it used to be when we had a wiki. No. This is actually. I'm thinking about changing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He's, now he's going to have editable capability. Yeah, why not? Sure. Let's do some news. Good news, everyone. A gigantic 70-foot nuclear fusion gun. You know what? I have to confess, I did not have time this afternoon to read many of these stories, so I'm just going to do what we used Neither to do. I, I am heavily involved with the early planning stages of our class reunion next summer. So oh, I was, right. I was, uh, Working on that with one of my classmates going, okay, which of these 14 places that you've researched are we going to go to? (laughs) 14? She really did her homework on this stuff. Anyway, what did I say? A 70-foot nuclear fusion gun could change the world. It sounds like it. On a quiet industrial estate in England, the silence is occasionally broken by the thump of a 72-foot-long gun. At the end of the barrel, a star is born. Oh, call Barbara Streisand. Aww. Yeah. The big friendly gun, a.k.a. the BFG. <laughs> yeah, that's what they called it in Doom, wasn't it? <laughs> is a prototype for the what the UK-based nuclear fusion company, First Light Fusion, hopes will be the future of energy production. The video above shows a test fire at the company's facility from a space excuse me, from a safe distance, probably in space, a safe distance and separated from it by a thick wall of concrete. The team look on as data pours in from the gun sensors. Each test fire takes the world a step closer to what will potentially be an effective, limitless source of clean power. This is a, it looks like something that was hard to turn on a lathe because it's really Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't think there's a lathe big enough. So you'd have to, Section it out. But it looks but it like looks all one all one shaft. How do you is it extruded? How do you make this thing? And sections. You can see there's sections. Are there sections? Two. It looks like there's uh yeah. Looks like there's one section, two this sections. This is a there's complex like thing. This is yeah, they people have made bigger things. Uh are they blowing holes in this thing? The BFG is only one step toward this final vision. Oh, First light fusion reactor design aims to sidestep uh, by this by shielding the reactor walls with liquid, which absorbs the neutrinos, or excuse me, neutrons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't stop a neutrino. And exposes the steel structure of the chamber to less neutron bombardment compared to a tokamak. What's a tokamak? Craig, you're, you're, you're giving me hurdy brain by reading articles about fission. A tokamak is one of those things that the Indians used to make to wear on their feet. No, wasn't he, <laughs> wasn't he the grand inquisitor uh, on history of the world? Takamata? Yeah, that was him. Hey, Takamata. Yeah, so you're you getting say? it. Okay. Yeah, you're getting it. Yeah, we don't play that game anymore. My kids hate that game. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's funny is at the bottom is interesting. It says the giant steel gun works by firing high velocity piston with 6.6 pounds of gunpowder, which, okay. Speeding down the barrel, the piston uh, compressing hydrogen gas as it moves, enters the cone 
segment, which crushes the gas into a tiny point before it bursts through the metal, uh, the metal seal. The, this shoots the a projectile at 4.3 miles per second in a vacuum chamber where it strikes nuclear fission fuel target, temporarily producing the conditions in which the nuclei can fuse together. All right. That's going to be I, probably pretty precision, I think. Let's move on to something that we can actually pronounce. So the... The, the sun. Yes. NASA <laughs> snaps a portrait of the sun actually smiling. Let me show that to you. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Hi, kids. It's me. <laughs> I'm going to give you skin cancer. Watch out. <laughs> yes, right. Everybody stare at the sun and you'll see this face. No. <laughs> No, don't stare at the I'll burn your retinas. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. We've we've seen similar things like that. Take that, man in the moon. You gotta yeah. be high to see that picture. Not me. <laughs> well, our local star is taking the sun smiling down upon us. Phrase literally, it seems. NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory snapped a portrait of the sun. On Wednesday, that makes it look like it has two dark eyes and a swirling round nose and a happy smile. That's there's the ultimate in pareidolia. <laughs> yeah, there's a scientific explanation for this. Uh, today, NASA Solar Dynamic caught the sun smiling. See it, seen in ultraviolet light, these dark patches of the sun are known as coronal holes and are regions where fast solar wind gushes out into space. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. That's right. That's a pretty cool picture. Sun is smiling in the sky. There ain't a cloud. This could go on all night, kids. I'm going to stop there. All right. What's this next one? Redditor acquires decommissioned Netflix cash server with 262 terabytes of storage. (laughs) Did it actually have Netflix stuff on it? I... I imagine so. I don't know. A Reddit user named PoisonWaffle3 recently acquired a 2013-era <laughs> Netflix cache server that had been pulled from service and wiped for disposal, which marks a rare occasion where the public has been able to get a look at the mysterious hardware. Well, nine years old. The decommissioned cache server, called an Open Connect appliance, operated as part of Netflix Open Connect content delivery network. Open Connect is a network of servers around the world embedded with local ISPs that contain local copies of Netflix video content, accelerating the delivery of that content to Netflix viewers by putting it as close to the viewers as possible, both geographically and from a perspective of network hops. Netflix provides plenty of high-content documentation about the Open Connect on its website, but what's what isn't widely known is what specific components make up the Open Connect servers especially the one that is almost a decade old. After removing three screws, Poison Waffle took a look inside. I love that handle, by the way. Oh, sorry. I'm, it's Poison Waffle 3. I don't want to confuse that with Poison Waffle or Poison Waffle yeah, 2. Yeah there's, yeah, there's two other ones. Yeah, th- those, those first two albums really didn't take off. But Poison Waffle right. 3, we're doing great. It took a look inside the unit to discover it's pretty standard super micro motherboard an Intel Xeon CPU, E5-2650LV2, uh, 64 gig of DDR3 RAM, 
7.2 terabyte Western digital hard disks at 7,200 RPM, six 500 gigabyte Micron SSDs, a pair of 750 watt power supplies, and one quad port 10 gig Ethernet NIC. A total server contains 262 terabytes of raw storage, according to Poison Waffle 3. They acquired the bright red Netflix cache server because they work for an ISP that was pulling the devices out of service. We're retiring slash replacing quite a few of the 2013 era Netflix Oka servers, uh, caches, and I was offered one, they wrote. Of course, I couldn't say no. Wow, who Um, wouldn't? My girlfriend didn't really care for it, though. (laughs) Yeah. Looks like it's about a standard four or five U rack mounted unit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not terribly exciting to look at from the outside. But wouldn't this cause a conflict if Netflix was using a red box? Oh, did you catch that? Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should move along after that one. <laughs> <laughs> did that hurt? I hope so. Oh, it's hurting. Something. All right, then we're gonna go. We're gonna go into the hacks and strange stories. Hey, by the way, relating to the sun, Mike Robinson says. Robinson says, "Fight global warming, nuke the sun." <laughs> Maybe they, maybe they can point that gun, you know, the fusion gun at the sun. Okay. This one, this one needs a little screen time too, for our pleasant viewers who have shown up. Let's uh, share screen two again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought this was interesting uh, to say the least. Unlike cruising down the sidewalk on roller skates that come with a bit of learning curve, the moonwalkers are supposedly an easy to use moving sidewalk. That whisk you down the long airport terminal. You just strap them to your feet and go for a stroll. How do you not fall on your face? Well, enjoying a considerable boost in well, speed. Maybe they're ratcheted. I don't. No, they they got they they got computers in there that kind of uh-huh. control the speed, and they can they talk to one another. Okay. So they can they can control the speed, so you're not going too fast on one foot and not the other. Developed also, by a team when, of robotics engineers. Oh, okay, Carnegie Carnegie yeah. Mellon. So it's like, it looks like almost skates you would strap on your shoes. Yeah. But, uh, however, like I said, they communicate with one another and as you're walking, you get an extra boost of speed. Oh. So it's almost like you're gliding. It looks like he's almost like a, on a treadmill almost. Which is easier than, you know, doing an exoskeleton. Yeah. Also, when you go to, I was like, my question was, how do you go upstairs or downstairs? And there's a motion oh. where you, you yeah. pick, you pick like your toe up and push down on your heel mm-hmm. and it locks them. And then, then you can walk up the stairs, up downstairs, and then you turn it back on and then you start walking again. They're not out yet. It's a Kickstarter thing. Yeah, they're not out yet, but, and they're, they're like around a grand. I was like, I don't know if I need to walk <gasps> faster for a grand. Henry Cavill is going to be replaced as the witcher. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, what are you looking at? Uh, uh, the article on the sidebar. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's actually being replaced by Liam Hemsworth, Thor's brother. Really? I just Not in season I just three. Finish. Season three's already done, oh, okay. but I don't think it's out yet. Uh, season four will have Liam in it. So we get to hear him do his whisper talking one more time. That's right. That's he right. talks really soft, but the microphone picks it up really well. Yeah, and the reason is Henry's moving on back into moving back into his old uh, apartment of Superman. Legends of Tomorrow? Superman. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, see, would you yes. pay a grand to walk faster? No. Actually, you know what? I All right. When we went 
you know, we go to our user conference for work, um, yes. once a year or we have been in the, in historically. And one of the places we went to was the Orlando convention center. Yes. I had to walk from one end to the other. Uh, I had to go back to my hotel room. That, that building is like a mile long. It is at least a kilometer long yeah. and huge. I'm walking across where they're setting up the stages and stuff. Yep. And I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And it's one of those places that's so big. It feels like the parallax doesn't move very and, much. And, and they don't like, yeah, they don't have uh, any moving sidewalks to like help you along. Right. So when I saw this, I went, oh, if we were going there again, I would totally pay that much money. To I'd bring my roller skates. <laughs> yeah. Or skateboard. Or a Segway. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's a crazy place right there. All right. The CIA wants to bring woolly mammoths back from extinction. Of course. Because why not? I, I I wouldn't be opposed to this. The CIA is funding research into resurrecting extinct animals, including the woolly mammoth and tiger lake thylacine, aka the Tasmanian tiger. Uh, according to news reports, via a venture capital investment firm called InQtel, that's I-N-Q dash T-E-L, which sounds more like a telecom provider. I know, right? Uh, which the CIA funds, the American Intelligence Agency has pledged money to the Texas-based tech company Colossal Biosciences. According to Colossal's website, the company's goal is to, quote, see the woolly mammoth thunder upon the tundra once again. Once again, 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 again. Through the use of genetic engineering, that is using technology to edit an organism's <laughs> DNA. Colossal has always stated an interest in resurrecting the extinct thylacine or Tasmanian tiger, a wolf-like marsupial that went extinct in the 1930s, as well as the extinct dodo bird, a.k.a. Dodarsis Dodarsis. See, I do remember a few science things. Yeah. For their part, the CIA is less interested in thundering mammoths than rolling, roaring and roaring thylacines than it is the underlying genetic engineering technology that Colossal intends to develop, according to InQtel blog post. Quote, strategically, it's less about the mammoths and more about the capability, InQtel hmm. senior officials wrote. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm I'm not surprised, you know, th- that this hasn't come sooner. Uh, actually, I am surprised this hasn't come sooner. From the CIA? Well, not necessarily from the CIA, but just in general. <laughs> right. You know, somebody had to fund it, Right. They go, hey, I want to bring back some of these extinct species. And if you did it traditionally with crossbreeding, like taking some DNA from a woolly mammoth that you find in frozen Siberia, you say, mm-hmm. hey, there's some, you know, marrow in this bone or tooth or whatever. And yeah. you started crossing the DNA. But now that, you know, CRISPR technology has become more common, mm-hmm. splice it in, be done with it. You don't have to wait for generations upon generations to get closer and closer to the hybrid model you want. Well, they have found some <clears throat> fairly intact woolly mammoths that um, they can take some uh, samples from. Mike Robinson says, can you imagine what would happen if they, quote, accidentally mix some of the raptor DNA in with the mammoth? I think that's the sequel to Jurassic Park, wasn't it? Jurassic Park mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Amy said she the, had to walk the whole distance to the Orange County Convention Center uh, the first time I was there. Long way. Oh, man. Yeah. 2017, that's when we were there, too. Different conference, but same thing. Yeah. 
She was there. Right. She must have been there right after we were. Shout out to the chat room. We have John Miller Jr., Mike Robinson, as we mentioned, and Amy Bowen that are hanging out and making comments with us. If you want to join us on Sunday nights, 9.30 Eastern time, that's when you can do it. In fact, we're changing, no, most of you are changing your clocks next week. So it'll still be 9.30 Eastern time, and I get to start at 7.30 Arizona time instead of 6.30. Is that good? Who? Eh, it's different. It's different. But I understand more and more states are going to stop monkeying with their clocks eventually. Well, they were trying, I don't know what the state was of South Carolina was going to do, but they said they were going to, it was close. I don't know if they were going to do it or not. Who knows? Sign up for our Facebook page, get those notifications so you know when we're live. Or we'll I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's high on their priority list at the moment. Well, yeah, that and inflation. Like maybe we could save some money on inflation by stop wasting people's time messing with their clocks. There's yeah. something in there for you. All right, should we do the patron thing? Yeah. All right. There we go. Happy birthday to our patrons. No, I'm messing up the segments now. Thank you to our patrons. They went over to patreon.com slash technorama podcast. And for as little as a dollar a show, they support this show entirely financially. It's the hosting. It's the software upgrades. It's the repairs to the hardware. It's like new headphones every 10 years. There's stuff that happens when you podcast for a long, long time like we have. Things wear out. Things get upgraded. And thank you to everybody who supported us. Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, who we just mentioned in the chat. Abner Braverman, whose birthday is coming up. Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC. Thank you, Dan D-Man Coyer. Thank you, Dean Jensen and Denise Inglis. Gary Lindros, thank you very much. John Clifford, John Noble. Thank you, Jorga Schrawen one of our early adopters, Crazy Joe Adventures. That's, hey, his middle name is Joe? I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of people go by their middle name, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Who wouldn't, wouldn't name their kid Crazy anyway? I know. He did, they, his parents. Then again, <laughs> I asked the mothers of all these rappers who... I mean, I said, have you met Joe? Have yeah. you met Joe? <laughs> Kyle Nishioka, thank you very much. I think he was patron number one. We're going to have to order these in order of patron number. Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Matt Baum, Mike Wills. Thank you, Paul Mackey. Saturday Morning Media. His mother named him Saturday, which I guess is no different than Gomez and the Adams family naming their kid Wednesday. Yeah. Or Robinson Caruso on Friday. But anyway, Stephen Weshey, Steve Therrien, <laughs> Steve Cody, a sweet Steve London, and Tim Cook. Thank you very much for all your donations. And Thank you. we have good news, everyone. Oh, do we? Yes. You see this shirt I'm wearing? You're not yes. getting one of these. You're getting one better. This oh. is our 22 Technorama Patreon shirt for our $5 members. Check this out. I invested in Technorama better than Bitcoin. <laughs> right? You know That's what's right. funny, Craig? Like the day these came in. Or the day after, I was going through... You're probably like me, and you're getting a bazillion political things mailed to you right now. Right? Yeah. It's like 99% of my mail right now. Mm -hmm. One of those pieces had that exact same color scheme on it. It was on a black background with white text, and some of it was tan. I went, wow, that's bizarre. Yeah. So, good color oh, scheme there, Mr. Designer. Craig designed them. I ordered them. And we will be shipping these wonderful black t-shirts out to our... $5 members this week. 
So you should see them shortly. There you go. Might take a couple extra days for sweet Steve over there. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you so much to everybody who's done that. All right. I said we were going to try and get through the show quickly, and we are are not even close to the... Oh, oh, we're up to the... uh, that's all right. You weren't around, and we recorded the uh, the uh, hour the and a half. Like I that. saw it come in. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, uh oh!" <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Hey, it's podcasting. You're, you're, I wasn't there to crack the whip on you guys. <laughs> crack the whip, as in a horse. Move. Yeah. Okay. We have hand me the remote. No. We had a week off. So we had time to watch a few things. We're going to see if we can get through these as quickly as possible. Well, I, yeah, some of these people already know. But go ahead and then start. I'm talk, talk about. So uh, I did go see Black Adam today in the theater. I've um, heard it was pretty good. It was good. Don't listen to the critics. It's a lot of fun. It's a, the whole thing's, there's a lot of action in the whole movie. It's not like, uh, I don't know. It was really, it was really good. I super enjoyed it. Uh, the critics, I don't think got it a hundred percent right. And it was fantastic. Uh, Pierce Brosnan was pretty good. Uh, Aldous Hodge, who was in uh, leverage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him. Um, and of course, Dwayne Johnson was in there. Special effects were great. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, so I'm not going to go too deep in it because it's brand new, but, uh, you know, black Adam, you know, he's a, he's like, uh, not Egyptian, but they, have. uh, Kondok was the area he was in. He was a slave and his son was killed. He ended up with power, so on and so forth. And later on he comes back and that's where in modern day. And uh, that's where the story picks up. I, I, I thought it was great. It's, it's actually uh, tangentially related to Shazam. Is this a Marvel thing? No, it's DC. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Maybe they're pulling their act back together. Oh, I think they are. I think they are. Okay. I just got done watching uh, the 10 episodes of The Lincoln Lawyer. Hmm? And I rolled the dice on this one. Actually turned out Oh, really not the movie, but there's a series based on this. Yes. And, yes. It, it, actually, yeah. yep. Yep. So it's a wonderful writing. Totally unpredictable, which I love. Okay. There was one part where I called the line before. This happens every once in a while. Uh, right. And... Uh, yeah, the guy comes out of the store and I went three, two, one. And then the actor on the screen goes three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. She said, you should write these. I said, no, I wouldn't be able to write them from scratch, but I can help a writer get unstuck. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great show. I, I, they, they, it, it's about a lawyer who inherits a practice. He's, he, he had an accident. He had a bad case go south on him. So he's been out for a year. And then one of his friends gets killed and leaves his practice and open cases to, uh, to this guy. And, and he's, he's got to like solve them because he wants back on the horse. He wants to say, look, I'm, I'm back, I'm functional. And he's a, he's a defending lawyer. Uh, so it, it, it's really, really good. Just the, mm-hmm. the amount of turns and twists, um, that you get right up to the end. So I highly recommend The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. Okay. What's next for you? Um, it was really a rewatch. Everybody's seen Gremlins by now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were, uh, Kim and I were watching some Halloween stuff. And they had this grouped in with all the Halloween um, movies on, I think it's uh, HBO Max. And it's funny to rewatch that because, you know, half the movie 
is really seeing the gremlin puppets do stupid things at the end. You know, when they all have different personalities, like they got hats and they got clothes. I'm like, where'd they get all these clothes from? <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I can't say that it does. I wouldn't say that it doesn't hold up. Well, it's just based against modern movies. Probably not, but I've seen it so many times that I, I think of it in context. So I don't really think much of it, but it was kind of fun to watch again. Well, speaking of rewatches, I introduced Julie and Will, my oldest daughter and her husband, to Office mm-hmm. Space. I'm so surprised they have not seen that before. They've, they've heard a number of the phrases, but now that they're mm-hmm. in their professional careers, I thought it was time. And, you know, the, the beginning of the movie where Peter is having his soul <laughs> yep. sucked out by going to this cubicle job, Julie says, it's too real, Dad. It's too real. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. Uh, they loved it. That We've got that one on DVD. It is available for rent on a number of places. Yeah, actually, I think I, I think I actually purchased it on uh, streaming. Even though I, I have too, it on disc it, over in the yeah. corner there, um, I just want to because every once in a while I'll, I'll think about watching it, and I don't want to have to go. Where's the DVD player? I just go stream it. Keep going. Uh, so the next movie was uh, Beetlejuice, which that's a classic, I think, and it's hard to beat that. I think it. it I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say it holds up because it's a classic. I mean, how can you beat it? Is you know, that a uh, holiday tradi- Halloween holiday tradition with you? No, I'm just trying to watch. I, I was just trying to watch more Halloween centric music uh, movies, and it was just on the list. And HBO Max, I'm like, yeah, let's watch that. So we watched it. So, of course, Michael Keaton is a classic. Uh, next one for me is called Home Game, also on Netflix. It's a series of six, I believe. I. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, and whatever it is. And they go around the world looking at these uh, sometimes what we would consider fairly unusual sports. There's one in Florence, uh, Italy, where it's kind of like rugby and kickboxing put together. So you, I've got this theme. You, this is not the first show that you've talked about watching these odd. Yeah. This one probably came up as a recommendation from the other one. It also has a roller derby. I mean, they, they, they jump in like right before the championships of some of these things. It's, it's really interesting. Um, so home game talks about some sports. They're like, this is a sport. Uh, they do, they do something you've probably heard of free diving, you know, in the Philippines, there's, uh, people that their, their spleens have actually, gotten like 50% bigger than normal human beings, which lets them hold their breath longer underwater. Cause that's sort of how they get their living is just taking a free dive and go collect lobsters or shells or whatever. Right. right. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. It was just a nice cultural eye opening to, wow. They, they did, uh, in Scotland, they had the, what was it? The decathlon or something of, of hammer throw and caber toss. And just like, Wow. <laughs> The, and they, they go through the rules. It's like caper toss isn't just about chucking a log up in the air. Right. You got to get it to flip over. <laughs> like, and it's not as really? easy as it oh, sounds. Yeah. yeah. No, There's some fun stuff in there. Okay. Next one for you. So uh, Kim and I, my wife and I have been watching Quantum Leap. The like new the original version. Scott Bakula version? No, this oh. is the new version. Oh. Uh, it's, it's on, uh, it's on, uh, NBC, but it's also on the Peacock, uh, on Peacock mm-hmm. the next day. And 
I've really enjoyed this so far. There's a lot, there's, there's a little more aspects to it um, than the last one. You know, the original Scott Bakula version, you know, there was him and Al and you got some insight on the back end on, in the real, in the present time on, in their show. Mm-hmm. But this one, there's a lot more going on. It has Ernie Hudson and, um, is playing like a guy that's in charge of the agency that's uh, over quantum leap, uh, the project. And they do reference, uh, Sam Beckett and some things from the original quantum leap. So, uh, so far it's, it has that feeling like the old quantum leap. It's great. I think it's a fantastic show so far. I think we're like, was it four or five episodes in and I'm, we're really enjoying it. So, uh, I would say, check that out if you haven't. Cool. You got one more on one more. I do. And I just finished it tonight and it kind of relates to what we were talking about. We're going to, uh, in, uh, in, in just a moment, but I started, I watched the tales of the Jedi, which is a little anthology, um, series on Netflix. I'm sorry, Disney plus. And it's about, uh, there's like six episodes and they kind of give some backstory on some things inside the star Wars universe. Sorry, I'm trying to save you from my call. Nope, that's all right. Um, they give you some backstory a little bit in the, in the star Wars universe, but it's mo- mainly around Ahsoka and around count Dooku. And I thought it was, I thought it was pretty mm. well done. I saw some people go, Oh, that's not Ken. And I'm like, I'm not playing that game. So I enjoyed it and I think it it was good. Tales of the Jedi on Disney Plus. Okay. Like like for example, Do- uh they showed Doku uh account Doku, excuse me. He was uh covering up the planet Camino, you know, which later on uh Obi-Wan's trying to find out about and the records have been deleted. Well, you kind of see why. Mm. That's a little bit of it. those this kind of things. And you see Yaddle. Remember who did, you who Yaddle? did the voice of Dooku now that Christopher Lee is? Uh, I don't know who did the. Do- he actually actually sounded a little bit, a little bit like um, Snape. <laughs> no, he's gone too. <laughs> I know he's gone. I said uh, the way they did the voice. Uh. Um, Count Dooku was Corey Burton. I mean, he did a good job. Uh, Leah, oh, and Liam Neeson's in there. Uh, anyway. Uh, go check it out. I'm going to start spoiling it if I start throwing a bunch of names out. We did watch um, the first of the Hobbit movies too. Well, over the last few nights. Yeah. It was it, it was funny. Like, oh, Saruman is important back then. Like, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly your love of the Huffling's Leaf has clouded your mind. You've seen, you've seen the Hobbit movies, right? Yes. Okay. They're available on Amazon? I think it's Amazon. Probably because and that's Lord of where the rings. Yeah. yeah, that's where the rest of the the power of the ring or the oh yeah, they've got like the whole collection of Tolkien stuff now. Okay, you're right. All right, media corner, real quick, and we'll wrap right. this up. Welcome to Blockhead Video. Hey, where can I find some good information about music and TV and videos and things? Over here in the media corner. So, what do you have that's new on Disney Plus for us, Craig? What do I have what's new on Disney that's Plus? That's what it says in here. Chuck and Craig discuss what's new on Disney Plus. Did you put that in there? No. Oh, wait. 
No, it wasn't Disney Plus. I put that in there for not. It, I don't think it was supposed to be Disney Plus because I don't have Disney Plus. Well, what'd you put in there for? I was going to talk about something, and now I can't remember. I don't know. I'm going to have to revisit that one. That might be for next time because we're running a little long anyway. I'm going to look at that again. That is that is oil machine right here. Check that's Chuck earlier today with an idea that later Chuck has no idea about. I'm sure everybody's written down notes like that. It's it's clear what it says. Chuck and Craig discuss what's new on Disney Plus, but I don't have Disney Plus, so this doesn't make any sense. That's what's throwing me off. I must. No, I don't think it's what's new at Disney Plus. I think we were going to talk about. Our text messages. Oh, that's right. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Yes, let me get my screen share. This is a visual and I will... Okay, so as a background... (laughs) that That's what it was. I would have totally missed this because I prepared for this. I would have been mad if I had missed this. Share screen. Uh Uh-oh, where'd it go? Not share screen. I want share... Screen window. That's it. Okay, so for those of you watching along at home, you have to realize when I got my new phone in June, I couldn't think up a good name for the phone or the earbuds. You know, normally when you have a Bluetooth device, it's like, do you want to connect with Samsung GL0406? You know, it's got the last four digits in hex of the Bluetooth Mac address. I'm like, what? No, I need better (laughs) device names. So I renamed my phone dollar left curly brace phone right curly brace so it looks like a variable substitution didn't happen on my phone and my earbuds are of course dollar curly brace earbuds and i have a second (laughs) set called dollar curly brace other earbuds (laughs) yeah right and so on you know i've got dollar watch dollar curly brace watch on my wrist (laughs) craig thought that was funny well yeah let me show you on the screen he sends me this message this morning that says you will like this. This showed up on my Google feed. Now, recommended for his Google uh, Google feed was watch dollar curly brace series <laughs> underscore name curly brace on Disney Plus. Right. To which I responded, can I watch it on my dollar curly brace phone? And he said, you sure can dollar curly brace underscore user. Current underscore user, yeah. And then I said, dollar curly brace smile, smile emoji. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, you know what I found? I found out what, what, it, what, what it was actually referring to. What was it referring to? So it was the Tales of the Jedi. Because what was happening was, I was like, I've got to click on this because I, I want to know what it's, yeah. they think it's supposed <laughs> to be. So I clicked on it and it started playing the last episode of the Tales of the Jedi. So this evening, I, I stopped it. I was so like, how did oh, you get no, out no, of sync? I said, I said, I don't want to see that yet. So this evening I sat down and I said, okay, I'm gonna watch the last three episodes. I hit play. And I was like, why does this feel like the last episode? Because it was, I still had two new ones above it. It's just that that placeholder jumped to the last episode. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. We're at an hour and I'm going to just recommend that people go to our episode 691 show notes over at chuckchat.com slash technorama. And take a look. We've got two stories that we didn't have time to get to. Human-powered car can go up to 30 miles per hour, and it doesn't need fuel. Well, your legs might need fuel. It's kind of neat, though. It's the guy, guy kind of works it like a row machine. Oh, okay. 
So go look at the little video. And it looks like plastic, feels like plastic, but it isn't plastic. Yeah, this guy, this guy invented a plastic substitute using uh, the plant juke, which grows in his country. And uh, he showed the plastic bags. They look like any... That'd be awesome. It looks like any plastic bag you get in a grocery store. Are they biodegradable? Know? Absolutely. They're plant-based. Okay. The whole thing's plant-based. So if you if you spill a liquid inside them, does everything fall out but like a paper bag? <laughs> I don't think it's that uh, that bad. No, but you can watch the video. You'll see. All right. It's like, it's like a little, it's almost like a, <clears throat> like a news article or something. Which brings us to our question of the week. We're going to leave you with this thought to ponder for the next few days. What fictional character can be identified by one quote? Oh, I had one earlier. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. No, wait a minute. That did identify the actor, not necessarily. By one character. quote, not one word, one quote. Good news, everyone. That's right. <laughs> oh, this could go on. Craig, this is this should get us lots of comments. All right. It's kind of the point, right? I'm hoping that, that everybody will yeah. chime in. Don't forget, it is international. Technorama voicemail month. So get in touch with us, 707-530-2428. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to play the music as we do the rest of them. Email us, technorama at chuckchat.com. We want to hear from you. We haven't heard from you in at least a year or more. Joe, it would be, what? No, that was the 10 second. (laughs) Yeah, we're out. (laughs) Halfway through a sentence. (laughs) One click. Yeah. Crazy Joe called us. It's been at least a day for him, so can always call more than once, too. Love to hear from you. Again, 707-530-2428 or technorama at chuckchat.com. There's also all of our social media, internet stuff, just Technorama Podcast. Search for that, and I'm sure you'll find us. Thank you for all the help, Craig. No, thank you, Chuck. It's been a wonderful week, and now we are going to record our Patreon show for our wonderful people who support our show right left center up down give us a buck and give us five bucks we'll give you a t-shirt hey you know what the last postcards we had said thank you i could put another postcard in here says thank you too you're good give me a binary high five craig all right one zero one thanks for listening participate call